0: Welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary and today, I am going to be talking about Games 2 and 3 of the 2023 NBA Finals. So, Game 3 was last night. I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, Game 3 was last night, and Game 2 was three days ago on Monday, I believe. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think Monday. Um, both were, were really fun games. Um, Game 2, Miami ended up winning. And then last night, Denver ended up winning to go up 2-1. So we can go ahead and start with Game 2. Break that down. Then we'll hop into Game 3. So in Game 2, the Heat won 111-108. And this was an awesome game. And it was really the tale of two halves. So in the first half, the uh the Denver Nuggets at halftime were up 57-51. to 51. They were playing really well. He, the Heat... Had a really good start in game two. Um, they were pl- playing really well early on. And then the Nuggets went on this crazy run in the second quarter. They won the second quarter 34 to 25. They went on this massive run um, without Jokic on the floor, uh, might I add, which was really impressive to see. But then in the second half, the Heat came back. Uh, they started hitting some shots. Duncan Robinson had some moments. Uh, He had this little stretch in the fourth quarter where he really, really made the game close by himself, hit some big shots. Um, In the second half, something that I noticed was that the Nuggets on defense, um, they were just giving the Heat wide open jump shots. They were out of position too much. There was one play um, in the middle of Duncan Robinson's run where I'm trying to remember what exactly happened. There was a pin down um, I'm pretty sure that um, that Gabe Vincent set a, a pin down screen for Duncan Robinson in the corner. And then Duncan Robinson came off the screen, cut to the rim, and two Nuggets defenders. One of them was Christian Brown. Brown and the other guy both went with Robinson, leaving Gabe Vincent wide open in the corner. Uh, and Vincent got the, got the pass, hit an open three, And there were some plays like that happening um, too often uh, for the Nuggets, in my opinion. Um, And then in the fourth quarter, the Heat just hit so many of their jump shots. like It felt like every shot they they took in the fourth quarter uh, was going down. And I'm actually looking at the box score right now. So in the fourth quarter, the the Miami Heat shot 11 for 16 from the field. They shot 68.8% from the field in the fourth quarter alone. That's crazy. That is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, t- uh, Duncan Robinson had 10 points in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler had 8 points. Bam Adebayo had 7. Uh, Jimmy Butler was really good in the fourth quarter. He, w- he was awesome. Um, but yeah, the-, the Heat were just incredible in the second half. Another thing that, that helped them win in the fourth quarter was their zone defense. So they play, they've been playing a lot of zone defense at times in the playoffs, and it's, and it's worked a lot. And in the fourth quarter of of game two, they brought out the zone defense. And what this did was it kind of forced, um, Jokic to dominate the ball. They wanted, it seemed like they wanted Jokic to take more shots inside of the arc. Um, and they didn't want his teammates to get involved. Now, I know you probably heard after the after the game, there was this kind of this narrative that the Heat were trying to make Jokic a scorer. And I, 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 I don't like that narrative because the Nuggets don't wa- necessarily want Jokic to be a scorer. Their, their strategy on defense has nothing really to do with Jokic and his abilities. It really has everything to do with, With his teammates and the fact that they don't want his teammates to get involved and they don't want Jokic to, you know, to tear their defense apart by hitting open shooters. So what they're going to do is play a zone, force the ball to Jokic and then just keep the ball in his hands and not 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 allow him to tear their defense apart. With his passing. Because if you if you give him open shooters around him. He's going to find them. He's too good of a passer. And so I think that's what the Heat's defensive strategy was in game two. Um, or at least like later. Or late in the game in game two. I don't think they were trying to make him a scorer. That's not what you do. You don't make him a scorer. They were just trying to limit uh, the, the impact of his passing ability. And they did that. Because uh, in the entirety of the game. Um... Jokic only had four assists, um, and it wasn't because his passing was bad. I watched the game; his passing was great. His teammates just didn't hit shots. Um, and in the fourth quarter, um, I'm trying to remember were they great shooting the ball in the fourth. Let's look at their numbers. So in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets shot nine for sixteen from the field, which is a fifty-six point two percent field goal percentage. That's good. So th- they were hitting. They did hit shots in the fourth. Um, a uh, big thing was the Heat were just on fire offensively. So although the the Heat's defense did kind of limit Jokic's just passing in a way, um, at least his passing productivity in terms of like assist totals, um, his passing was still good. In the fourth quarter, the Nuggets' offense was still good. Uh, the big thing was the Heat's the Heat's offense was just out of this world. Like they were ultra efficient in a way that's not sustainable. Um. So shout out to the Heat. They played really well in Game Two, and I'll run through the Nuggets a little a little bit. Talk about you know who performed really well in Game Two. So we can start out with the Heat since they won. Uh, Jimmy Butler had twenty one points, four rebounds, nine assists, shot thirty six point eight percent from the field with a true shooting percentage of forty nine point five percent. Not a great game from him. Um, he he was pretty good as a passer. Uh, but just not very efficient as a scorer. Um. I will say though, you know, the passing was nice. Van Adebayo had a good game again. Uh, twenty one points, nine rebounds, four assists, two blocks. Uh, had a true shooting percentage of sixty four point eight percent. He was really good in game two, and then Gabe Vincent was awesome in game two. Had twenty three points, uh, zero rebounds, three assists, two steals, but shot eight for twelve from the field and four of six from three point range. Having had a true shooting percentage. Of 86.3%, he was really good. Um, and Max Struz was, was decent in Game 2. I had 14 points, 2 rebounds, and 6 assists. Also also had a block, um, shot 4 of 10 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3-point range. A true shooting percentage of 61.8%. Um, Struz had a really bad game in Game 1, uh, but he came back, performed pretty well in Game 2. So shout out to Struz. Um, and then Duncan Robinson uh, coming off the bench was pretty solid. He had 10 points in game two on four or five shooting from the field. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry was also pretty good in game two. Had nine points and three assists. Uh, shot two, uh, two for four from the field. Two for three from three-point range. Um, so yeah, shout-out to the Miami Heat. Uh, they played really well, especially on offense. They hit their shots um and and were really good in the second half of game two, clawed back after they were down double digits at one point, and were able to win game two, make it a one one series, heading into Miami. Now we can look at the Denver Nuggets numbers from this game. I almost forgot to do this and took a break and almost skipped skipped over uh the Nuggets box score. But let's go ahead and dive into it. Um so Nikola Jokic was awesome in game two. Had forty one points, eleven rebounds, four assists, um, shot sixteen for for twenty eight from the field, a true shooting percentage of sixty five percent. Like I said earlier, the Heat tried to limit his passing ability, um, and they tried to limit the impact of his passing. And so he did only have four assists. That was mainly due to the Heat's defense, also combined with the fact that the Nuggets um just weren't hitting their shots a lot uh throughout a majority of this game. Um, his teammates just were not as effective as they were in game in game uh one like Jamal Murray had eighteen points on seven for fifteen shooting from the field, which is good but nothing you el- not elite like it's nothing special. Um, Aaron Gordon had twelve points on uh with a true shooting percentage of seventy six point one percent. That's good, but like Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Michael Porter Jr. were both uh pretty bad in this game. Uh, just weren't very, very effective. KCP had six points, shooting one for four from the field, um, and Michael Porter Jr. had five points, uh, shooting two for eight from the field. So both guys pretty pretty inefficient in this game. Um, and then uh, Bruce Brown had had eleven points. Uh, Jeff Green had nine points. Um, so so they they were good. Uh, but the start the role players in the starting lineup were mainly like the secondary starters for them like KCP and MPJ, were just not very effective in Game 2, and, which I think played a big role in the Oakish's low assist total. Um, but moving on to the rest of the roster, Jamal Murray had a, had a solid game. Um, nothing amazing. Had 18 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, was really productive as a, as a passer. Uh, but like I said earlier, wasn't anything out of this world in terms of efficiency. Um, Aaron Gordon like had a good game once again. Twelve points, seven rebounds, two assists, one block. Uh, shot five of seven from the field, two for two from three point range, which is nice. So he had a good game. um, Christian Brown uh, came in, provided some nice minutes. Had six points, one rebound, three assists, three steals. Uh, shot three for three from the field. So shout out to him. The rookie's been playing well. Um, but yeah. So the, the Nuggets played, played okay in Game 2. Um, they weren't nearly as, as good as they were in Game 1. I thought they were fantastic in Game 1. They weren't as good in Game 2. They played pretty well. The Heat were just really, really good. Um, and I think the Heat shooting gave them some problems. Because in Game 2, the Heat shot 48.6% from 3, while the Nuggets shot 39.3% from 3. So, the Nuggets shot really well from downtown. The Heat were just, like, red hot uh, from behind the arc. And I think that played a big role in the Heat's Game 2 victory. Alright, now we can move on to Game 3, and uh, which was last night, and talk about the Nuggets' dominant performance. They won 109-94. to 94. They were really, really good last night. This was a very strong performance from the Nuggets um, in Miami. So, let's go ahead and dive into it. I'm going to get a quick drink of water, um, and then we'll dive in. Alright. So, let's talk about Game 3. So, I thought this was a phenomenal performance by the Denver Nuggets. I thought their offense was awesome. Jokic was great. Jamal Murray was incredible as a shot maker. His passing was good as well. I thought their defense was really good. Um... There were a lot of issues that they had in Game 2 that they cleaned up in, in Game 3. I thought their defense was super aggressive. Their energy was awesome throughout the game. Um, I didn't think they, they had effort issues at all. Um, I, their defense was super scrappy. And just, I thought their defensive strategy was really good. Um, they were switching every, or not, I don't want to say switching, but like, they were going on top of screens, fighting through screens in pick and rolls, and just whenever the Heat were setting screens, which was great. They were super aggressive in that way. Um, I thought their drop coverage was great uh, when they used it. I thought Jokic was awesome defensively, and I think he's been really good defensively the entire series. I know he's not a great rim protector, um, and he's never going to be productive. Um, as a rim protector or a shot blocker, but golly, his defense has been, go- has been so good in the finals, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's part of why his performance has been so impressive. I mean, the offense has been awesome. Like, it's been unreal. But the fact that he's playing hard defensively, moving his feet in space, um, causing disruption at times, it's just, it's awesome. Like, he- he's been so good defensively, um, and I hope people give him the credit for that, because that's been a huge part of the Nuggets' success in this series. Um, and then, they got, uh, another thing that I thought was huge for the Nuggets, is the fact that they got everything they wanted in the paint. Like, they dominated the paint in this series. I don't remember how many points in the paint they had. Um, I can find a tweet that I liked last night, um, which pointed this out. I think I liked it. Let's see. Um... Come on, yeah. So last night, at one point, I don't know if this is for the entire game. I saw this in the fourth quarter. So at one point, the Nuggets had forty-four rebounds to the Heat's twenty-four, and they had uh, forty-eight points in the paint to the Heat's twenty-two. So the Nuggets just dominated the paint in this game. Whether it be you know scoring, rebounding, they own the paint. And a big reason why they've been able to do that in this series is because of their size. They're bigger than the Heat. They have size mixed matches. Um, like Jokic is bigger than Bam Adebayo. Aaron Gordon is bigger than like every one of their wings. Um, they have a size advantage, and they've been able to use it. Um, and Aaron Gordon has been a huge part of that. I think Aaron Gordon has been awesome this series. He's been super effective offensively and defensively. Um, and and he he's been able to dominate the paint which has been huge for the Nuggets um, It's funny the Nuggets didn't even shoot well from three in this game They shot twenty seven point eight percent from three and they were still able to dominate this game Which is very impressive. I'll go um, and let's see is there anything else I wanted to mention really about the team and their strategy I don't think so. Um, so we can go ahead and dive into like the numbers a little bit. I gotta talk. I gotta you know first talk about Jokic and Murray. Um, Nikola Jokic had thirty two points, 21, 21 rebounds, and ten assists. Also had two blocks. Shot twelve for twenty one from the field, uh, for a true shooting percentage of sixty five point three percent. He is the first player in NBA history, I believe to have a 30-20-10 game in the NBA Finals, which is unbelievable, and he has, I think he has two, um, there, so I think there's like three players, or three, there's been three games where our players had a 30-20-10 game in the playoffs, and I think he has two now, um, maybe he has three, I can't really remember, I can try to look that up real quick, but yeah, like he's been absolutely incredible. Um, and then Jamal Murray was awesome awesome as well last night, had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 1 steal, did have 7 turnovers, but he shot 12 for 22 from the field, 3 for 6 from 3 point range for a true shooting percentage of 66.6%, he was awesome, um, and this is the first time in NBA history that a pair of teammates have had a 34 point triple double in a single game, um, that's crazy, and it happened in the NBA Finals, that's wild, um, and then other than them, like Aaron Gordon was really good, had 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, also had a steal, also had 0 turnovers, really impressive, shot 5% from the field, um, wasn't super efficient, um, but I thought he played really well last night, especially on defense and rebounding, I thought he was really good in those areas, and he had some... And I thought he was really good in the paint as a scorer. Um, And then KCP and and Michael Porter Jr. both struggled in this game. I don't know when they're going to turn it on, but they were really, really bad in games two and three. But coming off the bench, one guy who played super well and was huge in the second half was Christian Brown. Uh, Christian Brown is a rookie and he has been awesome in the finals and he was incredible last night. Had 15 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. Shot 7 for 8 from the field. He was awesome in this game. Just super effective coming off the bench. And the Nuggets have needed him. Like, the Nuggets have needed his contributions coming off the bench. And I thought he was awesome last night. Just super, super impressive the way he's been able to play at a high level in the finals as a rookie. That's rare to see. And I've been super impressed by his performance. Alright, now we can talk about the Heat a little bit. Um, One thing I liked from the Heat, although they lost, one thing I liked from them was Jimmy Butler. I thought Jimmy Butler was more aggressive in this game. There was a stretch. um, I think it was like the second quarter where he was taking a lot of big shots. Maybe it was the first quarter. It was in the first half. And he was super aggressive as a scorer, especially in the mid-range. The Nuggets have played a lot of a lot of drop coverage in this series and they've been giving the heat wide-open mid range shots And Jimmy Butler took advantage of that last night. I thought he played pretty well He had uh, 28 points two rebounds four assists one block shot 11 for 24 from the field uh, for a true shooting percentage of 52.6% not a super efficient game mainly because he shot one for four from three-point range uh, but I thought, I thought he was pretty good, especially in the first half. Van uh, Matabayo continues to play well. He had 22 points, 17 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block, shot 7 for 21 from the field. Not super efficient, but I thought he was pretty good defensively. And early in the game, he was really good offensively. Um, I think Van Matabayo has been the Heat's best player in this series. I, I think he's been pretty pretty good. Um, and hopefully he can continue that for the rest of the series. Um, Now, in this game, the Heat's role players weren't quite as good as they've been early on in the series. Gabe Vincent had 7 points, 0 rebounds, 0 assists, shot 2 for 10 from the field. He had a rough game. And then Max Struess had 3 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal. So he was decently productive, but he shot just 1 for 7 from the field. And then Kevin Love... Uh, he started in this game, had six points, two rebounds, shot two for five from the field. He had two shots early, and then I guess he didn't make any shots for the rest of the game. Um, he had a nice start. He just wasn't, I, I don't even remember him playing that much um, outside of the first half. And then moving on to the bench, Caleb Martin had 10 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, shot four for nine from the field. So he had a decent game. And then Kyle Lowry um, had 9 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Shot 4 for 8 from the field. Um, 1 for 4 from 3 point range. Um, decent game from him. Um, and then Duncan Robinson played well. He didn't play a lot though. I don't know why. He, he he only played 13 minutes, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why he isn't playing more. He had 9 points, 1, rebounds, uh, or one rebound, 0 assists. A shot three for six from the field, three for six from three-point range. I, I want him to play more. I, I don't know why the Heat aren't playing him more, um, but yeah. So, the Heat, the main issue with them is that they didn't shoot the ball super well. They shot just uh, 11 for 35 from three-point range for a three-point percentage of 31.4%, which is um, pretty bad for them. Um, nothing like they shot from game two. And I think they have to be better shooting from outside. The, the Nuggets are going to give them whatever they want from mid-range. But if the Heat want to win this series, they have to be effective shooting from, from behind the arc. And they weren't in Game 3. And it reflects um, it's reflected by their efficiency. Their effective field goal percentage in this game was 42.9% compared to the Nuggets, which was 54.4%. Um, one thing the Heat did well... In Game 3 was limit turnovers. They had a turnover rate of just 3.8%, which is ridiculously low. But, like I said earlier, the Nuggets dominated the paint. <clears throat> and that is reflected by their offensive rebound rate, which was 36.1%, compared to the Heat's 18.2%. The, the Nuggets were just really good in Game 3. Um, and I think they could be better. I think they can shoot the ball better. Uh, their, their, some of their role players like Contavius Caldwell Pope and Michael Porter Jr. Um, can, can play better. Um, Bruce Brown was okay in game three nothing special. Um, so I think, I think their role players can be better. They can be better shooting the ball. Um, so as good as they were in game three, they can improve. They can improve upon this performance, which is crazy. So yeah, now that the Heat or sorry, now that the Nuggets have taken a two one series lead, I think they have taken control of this series. Um, it's no guarantee that they're going to win, but I think they are in the driver's seat right now. Um, and if they win game four, they are pretty much guaranteed to win the series, in my opinion. They're just too good. Like the Heat they can be competitive if they get hot shooting from three. But the Nuggets are too good. They're too big. Jokic has been too good. And before before I head out, before I close out the pod, I got to talk about Jokic and how, how historic this postseason run has been from him. He, right now, is playing at a level that I haven't seen from anyone other than LeBron James. And I tweeted this out last night. Nikola Jokic is the best player I've seen other than LeBron James, and I've been watching basketball seriously since 2013, that's how good Jokic is, like, Jokic is one of the best players of all time, and when I say that, I mean that he is, like, potentially one of the 10 best players ever at this point, like, just in terms of his skill set, like, And I know he hasn't played long. I know his peak is pretty short at this point. But his peak is absolutely ridiculous, man. It's crazy. He is playing at a super high level right now. And over the last, like, what he's done the last, like, four years, I'll say the last three years, has been unbelievable. And he's playing at an all-time great level. So I think he's having an all-time great peak. I know his, I know he doesn't have the longevity right now, but if he continues to play at this level for years to come, I think there's a chance that he's a top 10 player of all time. Like, easy. I think he could easily get there. He's just got to continue playing at this level, um, which is an unbelievably high peak. Like, he is so good. So, so good. I can't praise him enough. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Um, game four is on. When is game four? I don't even know when game four is. It should be on Sunday, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to. That's all I have to say about games two and three of the finals. Hope y'all enjoyed it. If you want to hit me up on social media, you can. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R-Y-A-N. M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. That's it for me. I will see y'all next time. Peace.